All right. Um, okay, we're back at it today. Uh, we got the sun out today. Yesterday was a little cloudy, so today we get the sun out. It's just something about the mood that the that the. I mean, we. It's a it's a good deal when the sun's out, so we like that. And uh, our guys are uh, ready to go, and we got third down nickel, and uh, everything's good. Man, based on what you saw from Mitch just yesterday, how do you feel about him for Sunday? Yeah, he, he looked good. He was uh, throwing the ball strong. He felt good. Um, that's what I was you know hoping for yesterday uh, when I talked to y'all in the morning, and I thought everything he did yesterday you know showed that uh, you know he's he's uh, where we were hoping he'd be at. You woke up feeling fine today, good to go for practice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's feeling good. And in practice, like, do you have to ease him in at all in terms of throws he makes or things like that? No, they they uh, they do their warm up and everything. You know, they, they do their stuff there and um, footwork wise, and they get the sh- the the shoulders and the hips and the tor- everything going there. And then we we jump right into it. We go uh, we go deep first play. In, in a week like this against such a dynamic opposing offense, what gives you the most trust and confidence in Vic? Oh uh, well. Uh, I, I have that confidence in him and his guys every week. I, I think that he's kind of shown what he's what he could do, not only just this year, but in years past. Um, he's seen so many different offenses. Uh, he's he's a, um, a complete student of the game from a coach's perspective. He 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 uh, he's he's really smart. Uh, he understands it. He's seen it. his library is huge, uh, much bigger than mine, and and so he's he's seen it all. And I think that that's a huge advantage when you have that. Um, it's it's a good thing. In these last 13 weeks, what have you seen and come to appreciate about him as a game week strategist? As he's taken apart an opposing offense. Yeah, no, he 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 does well with that, and and uh, the the numbers, you know, I think speak for themselves. And um, but again, I'll go back to he's he's been doing that. He's been on. He's been a leader of successful defenses, and um, so when you have that, you feel comfortable. That 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 garners trust from your players. Uh, they know that. They feel it. He has his own teaching styles of how he teaches and reaches his players and. And uh, he's been successful. Yeah. When you have him coming off a break like this, is there anything you can do to make sure that whatever rust there might be is shaken off? Is there any extra work or, or anything that can? No, I mean he just does his normal routine, so he always gets extra work. So now he'll just he'll do that. But we also mon- see it's a little different now because we want to make sure that we're not overdoing it, you know. So um, there's that. You you want to make sure that you're not. Uh, you he's getting enough. Uh, to where it's comfortable, but yet he's not doing too much to where it's you know becomes a hindrance. Does that change at all the way you script the first fifteen or so? No, no, nope. Is there anything more you need to see from him to be sure he's ready to go Sunday? Uh, I, I think just the the repeated um, uh, success that he's doing in practice in regards to how he feels in in regards to how the throws look. You know, the other thing too is is when you're out for a little bit for a few weeks and, and you're you're not necessarily in the huddle calling plays and doing it, those little things. You know, now it's easy to jump back onto it, but uh, I thought yesterday that part of it too was getting his command back in the huddle. The little things that you don't, everyone's so focused in on on the physical side, but uh, there's a lot of other parts of it too. The intangibles of being a leader in the huddle, what you're like in the in the classroom, and so he's uh, he's been good with all that. Same with the yeah, yeah. I think uh, for it, it, it's a it's a transition for um, our own players on offense. All of a sudden, you have a you have a new teacher, right? And new teacher uh, substitute teacher comes in, and it's a different voice. And you're trying to figure out, do I like this teacher or not? And and with Chase, uh, you know, Chase came in. They know how he works in the huddle, and and uh, you know, he's a guy that that was able to get everybody in in and out. Um, and so there was immediate confidence from the players around him with Chase. Mitch, he was 
he was really they were everybody being new they were he was developing that and building that stepped away for a few weeks and now yesterday being back in the huddle um it's like riding a bike you, you just get right back onto it so it'll be interesting to see as as he continues to feel good how that works with the players too with, with the offensive players weren't you a substitute teacher i was yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you that it, there was a there was a grade that just, it, it, I struggled, kindergarten, that was a struggle for me. Stop it, right? I, I, my, my favorite was, was uh, I loved um, seventh and eighth grade, that was like the perfect age, um, but but kindergarten, I, I, I'll never forget the day I went home and told my wife, I said, I'm, I'll never be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Did they? Then I went into real estate, and then the recession hit. <laughs> Kindergartners? Well, they don't listen. See, I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy because I'm, I'm, cra- I'm like weird about like eye contact and listen to me and, you know, and make sure that we're connecting. And I got none of that, so I was always just like, you know, I. But I'm, and I, I don't, I normally don't get frizzled, but I was, I was frizzled that day when I left, and they had me, they had me, uh, I was beat. They beat me up. I, I'm serious too. I'll never forget that day. Did the kids try to, did the older kids try to pull a fast one on you because you were the sub? Did they think that's something easy? The, the, the eighth and seventh grade, the, those kids? Uh, no, no, they, uh, they were good. They, they got it. Um, so, no, that, that was, they were easy. But you could, that was a good age. You know, fourth and fifth is a good age, too. Fourth and fifth grade. So. Kindergarten cop? Huh? You didn't ever watch kindergarten? Yeah, I've, yeah, I have. That's, is, is that the, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not a movie guy, so don't quiz me in much more than that. Uh, I'll sleep. How do seventh graders compare to pro football players? See, this is great because all your time's being taken up on something that's not. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, seventh graders compared to professional football players. Well, so matter of fact, I had uh, Taylor Gabriel come up to see because right now we're in this part of the year where it, everything's monotonous. Like you guys are coming in here every day; it's the same thing, right? It's Groundhog's Day, and we come up here, and I'm trying to break the ice with you, but it's it's the same thing with with our uh, our players. They're hearing me talk all the time and in, install a lot of similar plays all the time. Um, and so today we had, you know, I'm going to start having players come up and install the plays. And I always thought that was neat. With uh, first of all, make sure they got to be paying attention because I'll call on you whenever. And then, uh, so Taylor came up and did did a good job. He explained one of our plays, and and um, and so it's uh, our guys do a good job with it now. We we uh, and they're our our own players are, are they're critical now of of their peers when they're teaching. But it's fun. We have a good time. And we were talking to, to Sean McVay on the phone yesterday about play calling. Yeah. And he was very quick to point out that good players make for a good play caller. Yeah. And as you have grown into this role, how do you feel like? Uh, the sense of, of talent, the sense of your knowledge of what guys do well, that process fuels uh, each other, plus your strategic element of trying to figure out what guys do well and then get away from maybe what they don't. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're at that point right now um, where we're figuring out the identity, uh, you know, individually who our guys are. And so you, now you can start creating some game plans uh, specifically for those players. And, um, and so it, it – you don't go looking for it. It just kind of naturally happens with, with some guys. And then you, uh, you stay away from certain concepts or plays, uh, routes from, from you know, your, your own players, and you feel it. And so the longer we're together, um, our players will come to me and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm not feeling this concept. I don't really understand it. Or, or can you tell me why? And then now they do, and now it's a good concept. And it's the same thing for me calling plays. Um, I'm learning, too. I'm not, I'm not where I was um, you know, uh, 
football relationship wise with with uh, Mitch right now because I haven't had the time with him than I was in year five with Alex. That takes time. When you get to that point, that's when the well-oiled machine starts rolling, and and so that's what that's what our ultimate goal is is to get there. But there's some choppiness on the way. In, in that regard, there's a in that regard, there, uh, McVeigh has, has had a little bit of a head start on you as a play caller, I think, with Washington. Uh-huh. Um, but he's obviously it seems like he's very good at it, and I'm just wondering when you scout them, do you learn from him? I mean, do you learn from watching what he does, the way he manages, not just calling the plays, but managing, keeping defenses on their heels, that kind of thing? Yeah, schematically, no, he does a great job at that. I think he's really good. Uh, he's uh, the the nice thing with both of us is that we've I feel like we've been tutored and, and mentored by by really good people and coaches that that that, uh, that were in the game for a while, and so. Uh, I just I have a ton of respect for Sean. I think he's uh, he the the other the other thing that I think from what I hear from others that have either coached with him or know him well or better than me is that I think he's a he has a great job connecting and he's a really good teacher. So that's that's the, that's a big part of this deal here is is you got to be able to reach your guys. And, and he does that now. Schematically in the game, you see it. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He's, he, he, has, uh, he has a quarterback. He's got players. He said it yesterday. Players are, you know, are, what make, are what make the plays. But he also does a great job of manipulating everything and making it work. Matt, Allen's been a guy who's usually been the number one receiver when he has been healthy. What have you seen on him this year where it's been more kind of spread around but how he's approached that? Uh, yeah, so you're saying like where with him it was always – he was the guy all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he's – I think going back to training camp when we first got him, I was trying to figure out myself, number one, physically how was he, number two, how does he fit into what we do, what's his best routes that he does, and I'm, I'm figuring that out now. And and uh, and then he is too. And then there's there's been a couple times – I'm not going to tell you when, but there's been a couple times where he's he's said to me on the field, hey, give me this. And and the very next play, I give it to him. And, and so I love that and get – Give that to me. I want when players are feeling that way and they want something. I, I want to know. And um, we weren't doing that in the first couple weeks. Now we're getting to that part. What more do you need to see out of Mitch, Matt, to let you know that he's one hundred percent? Yeah. Uh, well, I think he said it yesterday. Um, just the so yesterday was his true first day of 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 really being you know of being back. I mean, one hundred percent and getting into it. And so uh, he's he's at a point where. Uh, he's 100% participating, and I think that that's, that's – he hasn't had that. So let's put together another 100% participation day and make sure that he's uh, feeling good. And if he does, then it's, it's, it's go time. So we're um, – I, I said yesterday I, I feel good about where he's at. I thought, I thought yesterday the way he threw, he did nothing to change my mind. And so we, wanna connect, we just want to keep connecting those days together and, and, uh, and ultimately, you know, the goal is to get him out there. Are you restricting him? Uh, Chiefs game yesterday. Yeah. Obviously, it was a really entertaining game for anyone who watched it. I'm just curious, as someone scouting a future opponent, what that was like watching that specific tape with the amount of plays and the back and forth and just how that, you know, yeah. the game. Um, well, first of all, just kind of having familiarity in, in both of those those offenses, uh, in particular, obviously, the, the Chiefs one, um, you, you just you appreciate – the designs of the concepts on both sides, and it's just a, it was a heavyweight fight going back and forth, and it was going to be which one, not so much had the ball in the end, which it kind of was, but it was also which one was going to make the big play at the big time, and uh, you know they had a couple uh, uh, opportunistic sacks which in in L.A., which they do every every 
week with, uh, with those guys. And, um, but it was fun schematically knowing how Kansas City does things and the why part, and then seeing what Sean did on offense to, to, to them. And so um, it, was like, it, it was great for the league. It was, it was fun to watch, and, and uh, you know, it, was, it was just neat. Is there an advantage there? And if so, how? I know some coaches think it's easier to throw because the receivers know where they're going. Something gets harder. Uh, by, by I think by player, uh, where they come from, what they're you know, are they were they on a team that played in the cold for several years? Are they were they a team that's always been West Coast, where they're always in the in the war, or down south? Uh, I, the the Dolphins game for us, you guys asked me the similar question: Is the heat effect? Well, no, we have guys that played down there that know it, and um, and so there might be. I, I think more than anything, it's just maybe more mental on how people hand it, handle it mentally. Uh, do you handle the heat really well? Now, that might be a little physical there, but the, the coldness is probably more mental than anything. Matt, piggybacking off of that, the Rams run like 98% of their offense out of three wide receiver sets. Yeah. What sort of makes them difficult to plan for despite sort of knowing what personnel set that you're getting? Well, you know what personnel you're getting. Um, like you said, 98%. It's, it's that Sean does a great job of matching things up, is to keep it simple. So he does multiple um, things from multiple formations. And when you do that, you can, it's anytime things come in sets of three, it's hard. So, and he does, he does, he does that in a lot of his formations. All right. Thanks, man. All right.